Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. How do you mind, bikers? Thanks for being here and welcome to episode number 68 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I am here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out on the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks for joining me on the podcast. It is much appreciated. Now, I hope you all had a very, very good Christmas, and I hope Santa brought you that bike or that component or that helmet or whatever it may be you were looking for. I hope that was wrapped up below the tree for you on Christmas morning. And uh, I just want to wish you, take this opportunity to wish you, a happy, happy new year. Well, a prosperous new year is maybe the way to go. So I just want to say that. So thanks for tuning in, folks. Thanks for being here. If you listen via iTunes, thank you so much for reviewing the show and leaving your comments there. I do, do appreciate it. That is the best way to help the show. It gets people listening to the show and gets the word out there. So thanks for doing that. If you listen via Stitcher, Spotify or Podbean, thanks so much for doing that. Also, the numbers are good through those channels as well. So thank you. Now, if you want to get more involved with the show, you can simply visit the website mtb-tribe.com. You'll find all the past episodes there. You'll be able to download, stream them from the website and simply listen from there or download them onto your devices, whatever you may want to do. Um, so there's all info there. There's links there. There's a wee bit more insight into the interviews that go on in the podcast. So you can get a wee bit more info there. You can also subscribe to the show there and get one email a week just letting you know who's coming on the show and a wee synopsis of what we will be chatting about. So that is cool, guys. You can also follow via socials. Instagram is at MTB Tribe and Facebook is at MTB Tribe also. So on to today's episode and on episode 68 we are chatting to Jacob Martin. Now Jacob is the owner and founder of Mid Nowhere Productions. If you listened to last week's episode with Maya Atkinson, um, you will know the background to how Jacob uh, sent me a film he had shot with Maya and after watching the film I just had to get both Jacob and Maya on the show. Um, I loved the film, it was really cool, I liked the style and um, I always like to support up-and-coming writers and up-and-coming filmmakers like Jacob. So I, I got them on the show. Maya's episode was last week, if you want to go back and check that out. So it was cool that Jacob was happy to come on the show and share a story about how he got into filmography and how the film with Maya came about through the network of people in mountain biking. And, you know, again, it just goes to show that this mountain biking community is so friendly and social and that the contacts and friends you make within it are a major reason why we all find it so appealing and consuming, I suppose. So I was blown away to find out via the chat with Jacob that he's only 19 years old. Because looking at his films, they all seem to be the work of an older or more mature, experienced filmmaker. So it was cool to get him on. I was blown away when he told me he was 19. It makes what he has done, I believe, just that little bit more special. You know, so we chat to Jacob about how he got started in filmography, how working with Aussie Grit Apparel, which is actually owned by Mark Weber. And we chat about how that came about. We chat about the gear Jacob uses and how easy it is to get started in filmography. All stuff like that. Um, it's very cool to get him on and it was very cool to have 
a look at his movie, which is called Get It Done, by the way, with Maya Atkinson. And we chat about all that good stuff, plus much, much more. So I will stop talking. I will let Jacob start talking and welcome Jacob to the MTB Tribe podcast. Jacob, welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. How's things today, sir? Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm great, thank you. Um, all is good with me. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I uh, can't complain. I'm, I'm looking forward to Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but in saying this, when this episode goes out, Christmas will probably be finished, done and dusted. Yeah. So I'm uh, looking forward to the new year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, can't wait. Good stuff planned. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Jacob, thanks so much for coming on the show. And um, just to fill the listeners in who haven't listened to Maya's episode, um, it was via basically via that that we got kind of in contact. You sent a, an email out with the wee movie you'd done of Maya and stuff there. And, yeah. Um, I want I want to touch on that a wee bit later because it's a really cool movie and it's it set us up and got you, you on yeah. the podcast and stuff. So we'll we'll chat on that and you've you've more info on that as well regarding pink bite and stuff. So we'll get yeah. into that. Um, so whereabouts are you based at then, Jacob? Uh, I'm based uh, just below the Bruselli Hills in uh, Southwest Wales uh, in Pembrokeshire, um, in the UK, mm-hmm. um, in the uh, in the countryside, uh, no towns anywhere near. Um, but yeah, it's quite nice here. Um, a little rainy today. Oh dear. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. No. Um, you own your own production company called Mid Nowhere Productions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sort of. Yeah. Happy days. And I want to touch on that a wee bit as well, but. First of all, let, let's chat a wee bit about you and your background and, and how you get into that. So how did you start uh, photography and videography and all that kind of stuff? Um, well, I sort of, I guess it started quite a while ago. Um, my dad always had decent cameras, took photos. Um, he was never like professional or anything, or, um, but he's always had, always had that sort of camera around and I always took photos. Um, I think my grandparents got us, me and both my brother and sister, cameras when we were quite young. Uh, and we always took photos. Um, we used to make, me and my brother had um, Lego and we made animations with that. That's sort of the, <laughs> the first films we made. Um, that was quite a while ago. And then more recently, probably, I don't know, four or five years ago, um, I got a GoPro, actually. I bought a GoPro. It was, looked cool. And I just started making videos. So a mountain bike, sort of just like, you know, the standard head cam along the trail sort of video. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that, like, are kind of really boring and no one really watches. But um, they were still cool. I made them. And I sort of got into it then. Um, and then I got into sort of the first sort of film I made um, – it was actually in the village, in, in the village I live in, called Mainklochog. Um, there's this running race, like fell running race. It goes across the hills. Uh, there's like the longest one's like 32 miles or something crazy, a lot further than I'd ever run. Um, and there was, that's in the village. It's a great community thing. The whole village comes out for it. But I just got this GoPro, and I decided to – I'd make a film of it. And I, I went around um, – my brother drove – me around because I couldn't drive then we went around a few different spots 
around, got some video, and then I just put it on YouTube, and that got a few hundred views, which is crazy at, at the time. And and yeah, and then I just I made that a couple of years. Um, I got my first paid work from from that, a, a little company just in the village, um, or just in the next village, who, who make cheese, wanted a film for their website. Um, <laughs> and I made one for them. And then I've just made more and more videos since then, um, got into the outdoor adventure stuff, and, and yeah, a, a lot more films since then, and, and now I'm here. Yeah, and it's cool. And you're quite a young a young man, Jacob. Do you mind me asking what age you are? Uh, I'm 19. I'll be 20 in January. You're only 19? I am, yes. Oh, my word. Right, okay. So <laughs> that's pretty crazy. So you go from making videos for friends and you know the cheese video and stuff yeah which i'm sure is maybe not as interesting as, as filming mountain biking but you know no no but it was it was good <laughs> yeah it was a start got, so, got cheese out of it oh wow is that how you were paid and cheese and uh, no no i was paid and got some cheese <laughs> oh well that's the perks of the, the job yeah um so how did you go from that to being the owner of your own let, let's just say media company because that's what it is how did you do that um well i feel i feel that the company's it's not quite a big company it's sort of it's basically just me with a with a, a fancy name for it at the moment really um but but it sort of just got there i just made more videos made made films with friends um made hundreds of little videos, um, done all sorts of, of stuff. Um, but mainly, yeah, just taking photos with friends. Um, cl- right, I do a lot of rock climbing, mountain biking, taking kayaking photos, all sorts of things. And then, yeah, I just, the, the company is, is sort of just a name. We're, we're not a big company, really. We, we, I don't really make much money from it at all. Um, but it's just, yeah, that's about it, yeah. Yeah, but that's so cool. So, let, let me just figure this out. So you're 19. Are you going to university or doing anything like that? Uh, I'm not, no. I, I have a, a part-time job um, where I work at this, like, multiple activity centre. Um, in the summer, I was doing, like, treetops, high ropes sort of stuff, where the people go through the trees on the on the ropes and yeah, cool. obstacles. So I work in there uh, just uh, three days a week or so, um, and I'm just in the filmmaking for the other time. Right, that's cool. And so you're you're maybe putting aside a little bit of time to work on your production company. Is that kind of the idea and build that up a little? Yeah. Um, I sort of, well, it's sort of quite complicated. I was, I was making a lot of, I was trying to concentrate on like making money with my production company. And I sort of realized this year that, that I was sort of doing the wrong thing and trying to just make money. Cause I wasn't making the films that I wanted to make. I was, I was like trying to push to do weddings and, and photos for businesses and and though there's good stuff to make money and and i don't necessarily don't want to do those things i just i wasn't concentrating the time on making the films i wanted to make so this oh recently i'm trying to spend more time making films like this this film i made with maya um yeah i can't remember the question but um yeah no but it's super interesting and i think to anybody listening out there because i know the podcast has a lot of young listeners as well, you know, that listen yeah. with their parents going to the trails and stuff. And they're maybe thinking of doing something yourself, bec- like yourself, because... Yeah. Um, so, 
when did you decide or had you always kind of decided not to take the traditional route? Because Maya's doing the same. She's not doing the whole traditional university route. She's concentrating on a racing career. Is that something you're going to try and do yourself and maybe visit uni later? Or um, Well, with uni, I didn't really think uni was the right thing for me. I'm, I, I don't think uni's always the right option for a lot of people. Um, I agree. Like with, um, I'm with what I'm doing, it's, it's a very creative thing. Um, and it's a lot of it's about the people, you know, and, and just getting out there and actually doing it as once you can use a camera basically and edit, um, there's a lot of other technical bits as well, um, that I, I don't know yet, but a lot of it is just, you just need to get out there and make the films, um, get out there and meet the other people, uh, learn stuff on the job and I, I don't think uni was the right option for me mm-hmm. um, and I feel like if I just take like the three years since I, I left college to do as much filmmaking as I can I think it would be better for me than, than going to uni um, yeah yeah I, I totally agree and uh, I don't think the I don't want to get into the whole uni debacle no. because it's it's not what we're here for but yeah I, no, no. I agree I agree, and I, I think uni definitely isn't for everybody. So anybody out there that wants to kind of follow a real passion like you're doing, yeah, you don't necessarily have to go through the the. Yeah, university. uni is is great for some things. It helps give people direction and, and helps them with all sorts of things. And, and it's it's great for some things, but I don't think for, for me and for what I'm doing, I don't think it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And you know. I wanted to get you on as well to chat about videography and, and the mountain biking industry yeah. um, and stuff like that and um, how it really has changed um, yeah. know, and, and how it's how it's so important at the, at the minute. Now, yeah. you're only 19, but yet you have worked with, you got a job there with Aussie Grit, the apparel company. Yes, I did. Is that Mark Weber's company? It is, yeah. Um well, for them so, to give you a job doing that at 19 is pretty impressive. The, the story, the story of how I got that is is quite a good one. Um, I I made this this film in my in my local hills, um, in the Preseli Hills, which are just a, a small set of hills uh, right next to where I live. Um, just a little film with with my mate, and and I put that up on YouTube. Um, and then I saw there's this company called, or they're a guiding company called Trail Unknown. Um, these are great two guys, Tom and Hugo. It would be great people for you to have on the podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll reach uh, out for them guys. Yeah, um, but they, they, Tom put on on Facebook on a, some group looking for some people to put an article about the, their local trails to go on their website blog. So it's like, oh, I've just made this film. Um, what do you think? And and it was like, yeah, we put it with some, uh, some writing, and it went up on their on their website. Um, and then Aussie Grit. Um, well, a few months later, contacted them because they wanted to do a shoot for their for their British stuff because all their photos were Australian, um, and and they just contacted me. Sort of their normal people they'd had before weren't available. Sort of just contacted me, asked me if I wanted to do it. Just slightly out of they didn't they just trusted someone. Um, they didn't really know me. I'd never met the the trail unknown guys. Just contacted them online and was like, yeah. Um, I'll do it and I was headed to Somerset and, and we did it and it turned out pretty well 
which was which was good. Yeah, it's rad. I watched that. I watched your your video of that, and um, yeah, you were sleeping outside without a tent, dude. I was. Yeah, it's the best <laughs> way. Get a bivy bag. Um, you get to see the hear the sounds and see the sunrise. It's nice. You should get one. Get a bivy bag for your sleeping bag. Best way to sleep outside. Yeah, I, I, I struggle in sleeping bags, but you know what? Because they're not wide enough for me just the way I sleep. Yeah. But you know what I'm going to get? I'm going to get one of them big, it's like a Michelin Man suit. It's like a sleeping bag that's just like a onesie almost. Oh, okay. I've not seen one of them. <laughs> I'm going to get one of them. Perfect. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, so when when the guys contacted you to do the Aussie Grit thing, um, had you filmed much mountain biking before that? Um. Not well. I'd made that that one film, um, and I'd I'd taken a, f- a few photos a little bit. Um, nothing major though. Not like like since then I've I've or on just before then I I've taken a lot more photos, and in the past few months I've taken like thousands more mountain bike photos. But but before then I hadn't done a ton. I'd done I'd done a bit, uh, a lot of other photography obviously, but not mountain bike stuff so much. I'd done a few bits, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were sort of trusting me slightly blind, really, which is <laughs> good, but and it ended up pretty well. Yeah, totally. And, you know, were you nervous going into that kind of thing? Like, yeah, Aussie Grits, yeah, yeah. Aussie Grits, a pretty big brand in Australia. Um, I know they're making a push to to uh, come into Europe and all, and it's Mark Webber's yeah. own, dude. Were you expecting I know, him to show up? Slightly, slightly <laughs> scary. But it, it was it was all chill. Everyone everyone was there was was nice. Everyone was was cool. It wasn't like scary. There was no no big people who were like shouting down your neck. But it, it sort of we just went around shoot shot photos. How I like to shoot photos. Nice natural stuff. And and it was great fun. Yeah, cool. And were they expecting video as well with that? Or uh, we did a few video clips, but it wasn't it wasn't really much. Um, they were just sort of slightly extra. It was it was mostly just the photos. Yeah, cool. And um, how long does something like that take? How long does it the shoot? Yeah, uh, we were just there for the weekend. I I went down after work on the on the Friday. Um, we camped that evening. Um, then we shot photos in the morning. Um, and then uh, the shot photos all that all that first day. Um, shot photos that evening uh, and then we got up the next morning and, and shot photos that second day and that that second day that shoot is actually how i i met maya who's the person in the film that we'll, yeah. we'll, i'm sure we'll talk about later she was uh or andrew the guy from aussie grit he uh, contacted her and she was free that second day for us to do photos with her for that shoot that's how actually how i met her and then we went to make that film afterwards yeah it's it's so interesting just the way everything can pan out isn't it yeah yeah it's crazy yeah you know and um it's cool that you're there you know and you're among them guys and everything else and you know is there any difficulties pop up with doing stuff like that as far as getting the right shots or equipment or what kind of things do you run into when doing something like that um it's sort of it was um you just gotta the light is often the problem because you want to you obviously want to shoot all day, um, and the best lights in the in the morning and the in the evening. Um, and it's yeah, it's not. I don't know really. Um, 
Yeah, I suppose it depends yeah. a lot on the guys that you're working with, and you seem to yeah, have a good it, it team does. There. It does help when you have people who's, who are chill and and understand what you're you're doing and what your aim is. Um, and yeah, and when it, when it's just natural, because it was sort of just like we were just hanging out for the weekend and shooting photos, which is it's much easier to get natural photos when everyone's actually natural. If it's all just staged and and everyone's like stiff and not really in the shot properly, it's it's doesn't turn out all natural and, and nice how, how you want it. Yeah. And it was just natural. We were just riding around, we'll go, oh let's go over that way, and we'll go over that way and, and so on. And and all sorts of great stuff. Mm-hmm. And so how do you set up the photos? So would you say, right guys, wait here, I'll go down the trail a hundred yards, give you a shout and you ride by, do that is it that the way you do it or Yeah, do- that sort of thing. Yeah. Um we'll just be riding down as like if anyone sees a, a good spot, let, let's stop and get some shots. Um, if I see a shot, this place we'll stop and get it. And and they had a um, the Aussie Grip guys had a had a rough idea of the stuff they wanted, and we we're just like, yeah, we'd just stop, ride around, stop when we see something good, um, ride a bit more, and and carry on like that all day long. Was mm-hmm. was basically it. So was there actually guys from Aussie Grip there? Uh, there's one guy, one guy who, who worked there. He's there, Andrew. He does their like their UK. He's like I think he's the head of their UK section. Um, All right, cool. Yeah, excellent. Well, that's good to have that contact there as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. All right, so that's a good segue into the uh, Get It Done film of Maya Atkinson. Then. Yeah. So let let's chat a wee bit about that. It's it's a lovely film. Um, so did you approach that any differently from anything else you'd done previously? Or? Um, not really. It's similar to another film I've made before. I made a kayaking film with a, with another friend. Um, I didn't know Maya, Maya as well as I knew that the person in the kayak film, uh, the person in the kayak film, but it's the same sort of film I was making, um, that sort of documentary. They're both athletes in the same sort of position where they're, they're getting – they're pretty good um, working towards getting to the like the top categories. Um, so it was pretty similar to that one I'd made before. Yeah, and Maya seems really chilled out and really cool. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and we chatted a wee bit about it, and you had to do it on three separate occasions. Uh, it was yeah, it was it was a lot of shooting and a lot of things didn't quite go as planned. Um, we started off the first section, which is um, the main bit at the, the start of the film for the, about the first minute, and plus there's those uh, like three extra shots sort of just after the skateboarding section. Um, and they were filmed at, at Avan, and they were all done in one day. So that's Avan, which is just sort of just north of Swansea in, in South Wales. Um, and we did that section, and then we were planning on filming um, there's a skateboard section. We filmed that, and we were going to. We sort of had this idea of this urban downhill section, which is in this castle near Myers House, uh, in near towards Cardiff. And we sort of half filmed that, um, and then Myers' bike broke, and um, we didn't have time to fix it. So we just got a few photos that day, and then we went and did this film, the skateboard section that evening. Um, but that sort of that was only sort of an idea, and I don't not sure if it would have worked in the film anyway. But we got that skateboard section. And I was sort of going to leave the film with just that, but I sort of half edited it 
and got some feedback from some other people. It was sort of just missing something. It wasn't quite how we wanted it. I didn't, it was, there was something wrong. And so we thought we'd do a, a downhill section. Um, and so we got like the proper downhill bit. We were going to film at Bike Park Wales. I emailed them, asked them if they if we could film there, and I didn't get a reply, so I emailed them a few times. Um, so we thought, oh, they're not going to mind. We'll just turn off and film. But uh, unfortunately, they did mind, and, and we got turned around that day. But I just just had a day of riding. Um, so that was one day that was we were going to film, but we couldn't. And then we sort of thought, well, there's downhill tracks at Avan. So Maya checked them out. Um, but unfortunately, they, they weren't quite as... Uh, good as, as we were hoping. Uh, so the other option was Cumcarn, um, sort of north of, of Newport in South Wales. Um, there's where the good downhill track is. Um, so we, it took us a while to get, oh, we got, had to email to get permission to film there. And we filmed there. Um, it was the rainiest day ever, but it was, it was a good day of filming and we got the, the shots. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, you know, and so you need to get permission. Um, that's nuts because you can go there at any time with your phone and just film whatever yeah. you want. So what was the yeah. what was their chat behind that? Well, normally you need permission for that sort of thing. They don't. They don't when you're standing there with a, a decent sized camera and a tripod and stuff, and you they you can probably most of the time get away with it without anyone noticing. But it's it's usually best to ask. They they can't stop you doing it like technically you need permission for filming anywhere that's private land and stuff i think um but you know we're just you've got to sometimes you need it's worth asking for permission um and if you're if you're doing anything commercial like if we were getting paid for that film or something they they almost always want you to have uh, permission you might even have to pay them um but we didn't have to luckily um so it's pretty good yeah, cool, and it all worked out in the end, which was which was yeah, really yeah, cool. Right, cool. And so, what made you want to do the film with Maya? You know, what what triggered you there to actually approach her and say, should we do something else? Um, well, I, I met her on that Aussie grip shoot, um, and I just thought, well, it seems interesting. She's she's won the national downhill championships a couple of times. Um, she's got to be pretty good at mountain biking. So, yeah, like, why not ask if we we should make a film? Um, so she said, yeah, um, once she's finished her season, we should do it. Um, and, and we made it. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's, it's cool. you got to just do stuff, haven't you? Like, if you don't do yeah, it, it won't just, come to you. You've got to take the opportunity. Um, yeah. Could have just let it pass. And and so much, all this good stuff wouldn't have come from it. But luckily, I did take it. Yeah, good, good. Well, good on you. Now, Pink Bike have picked it up. Tell us a wee bit about that. Um, so... Once I, I, I published the film, or just before I published the film, I wrote an article, and then I, I put the article on their, on their website. When I uh, um, published the film, so you can submit uh, on their blog section, you can then, once you've put it on a blog, you can submit it to their editors, and they'll review it and, and put it out uh, if they like it. So I, I did that. I wrote an article, put some of the photos that we'd taken uh, with the film up on their website, and they, and they took it. Um, put it up on their homepage, um, and we got and we got loads of views, which is amazing. Way more than I ever thought we'd get. Um, it was it was great. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Um, it's a great out there for people like yourselves, Pink Bay, to be able to do that kind of thing. 
Yeah, it is for sure. They like they get in all that like stuff from all around the all the mountain bike people, and and that anyone really can get their stuff on such a, a large website. And it's not like some like other magazines. It seems it's not like a traditional magazine where like I don't. How do you get your stuff in a magazine? You put an email an editor and and I don't know. Um, but in that sort of magazine, it seems less intimidating and it's easier to get your stuff on there mm-hmm. yeah it's cool and it's got lots of people watching and lo- lots of people viewing so yeah, yeah it's a good platform to be on yeah for sure well done all right well cool stuff we'll get into a wee bit more of the film and stuff a little <coughs> bit later but let's talk about about you a wee bit so you do mountain bike yes um so what got you into mountain bike and when did you start um i've mountain biked a lot um well, we always always ridden bikes uh, as a family. Um, sort of mountain biked a bit with a uh, with some friends. Um, just generally cross country up on the on the hills near me. Um, I started mountain biking a lot more this this summer, really, just with friends I met at work. Um, mountain bike loads this summer. Um, I'm not I'm not massive mountain biker. I'm getting more of it more into it at the moment. I'm also like. So rock climb a lot. I probably do that a lot more than I, I actually mountain bike. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm getting much more into mountain biking right now. Yeah, it's the rock climbing thing's interesting because a lot of mountain bikers seem to rock climb as well. It's one of them crossover things, whether it be for fitness yeah. or whatever. But yeah, it's it's cool. Do do you know your friends rock climb as well that mountain bike with you? Um, you sort of yeah, same sort of people sometimes um yeah there's a few people who, who will do both um it's sort of sports crossover it's the same same sort of like outdoor adventure sport that attracts the same sort of people so yeah you do get quite a few people doing the same one yeah cool um so mountain biking then is what what do you find interesting about it what do you like about it um i don't know it's just i, I think well most sports for me is just it's a great way to hang out with with other people um it's also you've got that adrenaline rush going down this there's, there's some there's a lot of skill to it you've got to uh, learn that skill well but a lot of it is just it's just a way to be with other people same with with the rock climbing i do is it's just a way to hang out with other people and and that's what makes it fun for me a lot of the time and there's also yeah there's the skill um and with the photo stuff, it's also it's quite an aesthetic sport. I find like you, you show off a bit. Uh, there's lots of it's it's always slightly different. No no bit of trail is the same. No one not everyone does it exactly the same. Everyone does it slightly differently. It's not it's not like some things where it's just done that exact way. Um, it's quite different and varied and exciting. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it certainly is, and I think it takes a certain skill to get it on camera properly, um, you know. And have you found it different from filming mountain bike into filming, say, your kayaking thing or rock climbing? Is there any difficulties in the mountain biking thing? Yeah, they're all they're all different to film. You've got to, I think, to be very good at any of them, you've got to understand them very well. I, and I don't fully. I'm not, I'm not like a full and expert on it, but I find you've got to, 
it's hard to predict the, the position. It's, it's very fast-paced compared to the kayaking one. The kayaking is, is quick, but it's not mountain biking quick. You're not, they're not doing 30 mile an hour plus or so like you would on a mountain bike potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the, you've got to, like, like lining the shot up before you do it, you've got to get it so it's in the correct place of the action because they change direction very quickly. With with the kayaking or, or rock climbing, it's it you you know whether it's they they take much more time to get to that position and and it's easier to predict where they're going to be. I find um, maybe I just need to spend more time filming mountain biking <laughs> <laughs> to to be able to predict it better. Um, but yeah, I do find it it's it's much more fast paced and harder harder to predict. Yeah, so would something like that to film take longer then? Would mountain biking just take longer? Would it be more frustrating? How does it, you know? It does take longer because if you think about it, like if I'm filming rock climbing, like a, a bouldering, the, the person's, it, they're, they're not moving very far. They're going they're going up uh, and then they'll like, fall off and they'll, they'll try it again. And and I'm I'm staying, I'm not moving very far to get lots of different shots. Because if you're filming mountain biking, You've got if they if they just did one run from the top and you're getting one shot then then it's it's you're going to get one five second clip and then they'll have to do it again so you've got to you've got to sort of set it up slightly that they're gonna they're gonna mountain bike past you you'll get one shot and you'll maybe get that shot again if it wasn't right and then you've got to get the next shot so you you're taking the time because each shot's got to sort of be set up and uh, and it's got to be done individually. It's not like you can just film it all in, in one position at the same time, unless you've got lots of cameramen, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so, for instance, when you were working with Maya there, you would set up in a certain position, she would come down, then yep. you'd have to ask her maybe to hike back up and try it again, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, she was she was pushing up all pushing up and riding down all day long uh, while I stood behind the camera um, and, and just shouted at her, tells her what to do. <laughs> 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 yeah and you know just for for people that are interested in that kind of thing so that took you roughly about three days let's say to do yeah that. yeah um three days of I, filming yeah and i'm sure the preparation took you so how long had you just been trying to get the film done how long did that whole thing take um well well the whole time scale it's taken us probably um i don't know three months or so but there's that's like lots of of other things happening in the, that time that's just like from when we first started uh, in, until we we finished it yeah. um but there's lots of hiccups and and things not quite going to plan um but yeah um it took quite a while um we probably could have done it quicker um but we do we do live a couple of hours away from each other so it's it's not like we can just like oh it looks good today we'll go and do it then we've got to sort of plan it ahead slightly mm-hmm. um, so it did take a little bit of time with that yeah and you know anybody that's that's keen to get into this kind of thing that's the kind of thing you have to be thinking about you know yeah when you see because how long is the move two and a half minutes or something uh, it's about three and a half minutes three and a half minutes so yeah um so you know a few months to get everything organized and prepped and then three days of filming yeah, and, and that basically comes out at three and a half minutes, so it's time consuming. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, like we filmed, filmed like a, we recorded a forty-minute long interview, and we used probably there's 
probably two minutes worth of talking in the video or so, if that. So it's like you got you you do a lot and then cut it down quite a bit. Um, yeah, that's tough. And you're a one man show, so yeah. you obviously do all the editing and stuff yourself. Yes. How long does that process for like a three and a half minute movie? How long does that process take? Because I'm sure um, you have hours of footage. Yeah, I, I don't know how many hours of footage, um, but yeah, it takes takes quite a while. To, it's all, the bit that takes a while is just deciding how it should go. Like that's the edits where where the creative bit happens really, um, and where you, you put the the story together because because it's, it's a documentary. You, you don't you sort of have a, an idea of of the story, but you don't really know exactly. So I sort of you get I got the interview. And, and decided, like, heard what Maya said, and and then cut it up into a what what worked as a as a short story, um, and that I don't know, it was it was all scattered out between the filming days, but I don't know, it was probably probably a week worth of of editing in there, it, or more maybe. Um, wow, wow, that is crazy, yeah. Yeah. Do you enjoy that process? Yeah, yeah, I do. It can be, it can be frustrating and difficult at times. Like when it's just, like it, it doesn't. It, you've got an idea and you want it to look like that, and it's not looking like that yet. Um, but it, it is, it is enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm sure, I'm sure it just, yeah, it's a head scratcher at times. I'm sure editing because yeah. you have so many clips and it's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle in a way. I'm yeah, yeah. To piece it all together. Wow. So, what would you say is the kind of the, lar- the the largest hurdle, if you like, with with film and um, mountain biking and stuff? Is it is it ju- is it just the time it takes, or is it the locations, or you know, the trails? Or what? I think for us, it was it was getting the locations because we, we were trying to get the permission and and stuff. It's slightly awkward, um, but yeah, it's sort of just the logistics, getting the locations, getting your when you can be in the in the positions, the weather, and and just based generally all the all the conditions you've got to deal with. The the filming bit is it's it's not easy, but it's it's straightforward once you've started. It can be, um, and the editing is is just sitting down for hours behind the computer. Um, so yeah, uh, the getting all the locations and the logistics and everything's probably the the most difficult and frustrating but yeah and i suppose the elements come into it largely because it's not something you can say okay we'll meet up in you know three weeks time this yeah. this area this date and then it's maybe there's maybe blowing a gale or yeah you know so i'm sure that's quite frustrating and difficult to organize yeah for sure um you gotta get it get it when you you want it and if if we needed certain weather um it would have been different, but we were sort of game for whatever weather, really, and, and we filmed that final section in, in the pouring rain, which sort of turned out pretty well. It was it was difficult to film in because the camera gear was all all soaking wet, and and it, I couldn't even focus the tables at the end. <laughs> it was all like you know, it's, it's not it's not very sharp the image at the end because there's so much water on the lens. It's pretty crazy, but it was good. Yeah. Um- well, you know, it's all a learning process, I suppose, with the yeah, different for sure. and stuff. Yeah, cool, man, cool. 
All right, well, that's that's a good insight. Now, as far as film and, and, and video and all in the MTB industry, the mountain bike industry, how do you think that has changed over the last wee while? Do you think it's a real important side of the industry? Oh, for sure, yeah. Mountain, like the, the, the photo, video and, and all that sort of stuff is, is everything, really. It's, it's where, the, sort of where the money comes from for the industry, really, because if... If a brand can't put their photos or videos of their product or whatever out, then they're not going to sell that. Then they can't then sponsor athletes, which is what gets them paid, and then they're not going to sell stuff. So it's sort of almost where it's not all of it because it would have worked without it, I'm sure. But it's it's a big part of of getting brands and and the money that comes from the for the sport really. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's such a big visual thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I think with YouTube being so popular now, everybody seems to absorb, you know, everything visually via video. Yeah. You know, more so than blogs and stuff. Now, I think video definitely is is leading the way as far as people getting stoked. Like, even Maya was saying, she needs a bit of motivation. She'll stick on a video of one of her favorite writers and and get stoked that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's, it's also some some people's like how they're actually well known. If you think of someone like Danny McCaskill, the he's he's an extremely good rider, but the reason he's he's so big is is because of his YouTube videos. He's he's made all those those incredible films and with the other people, obviously, and and that's that's why why he's so well known. And, and that's what he's known for in the, in the thing. And this, well, there's a few people like that now. Yeah, and so it's platforms like YouTube that have opened up. It's almost like another business um, in a way where you get yeah. an, another outlet for what you do. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, that's uh, the thing. If if you wanna, if you want as a rider and you want to to make money as a as a, as an athlete, uh, you need like some way of doing it and, and sponsors is, is a good way of doing it and, and what sponsors want is is you to share your or you to your sponsorship sort of it's a two-way deal they they give you products or, or money and you have to promote them for them and if if you've got so many thousand followers on on youtube or instagram or, or wherever then you're going to be you're going to be better for it and and that's from creating the, the videos and photos that you get those those followers so sort of it can be a way of of how you become the professional at it. Yeah, and it's crazy because you can now, you know, for an example, I had Brian Kennedy on the podcast um, quite yeah. a while ago, BKXC, and he's got his own YouTube channel. Yes. Um, you know, and he just runs a GoPro and, you know, and obviously there's a yeah. lot of work goes goes on behind oh, for the sure, scenes. Yeah. You know, and the editing and everything like we've chatted about there is people just don't realise how time consuming it is. But he's mm-hmm. made he's made a business out of that. He's made a really good yeah. income out of that. Yeah, he's made a massive, massive in um sort of channel, hasn't he? Yeah. Um so it's open to everybody. You don't you know, you don't have to go down the uni route anymore and be no. a degree in this and a degree in that to have your own YouTube channel and stuff. So no, do you think that do you think that's good for the industry? Um, I think so. Yeah. Um, well, I think I'm not sure if it's if it's good or bad, but 
that's what's happening really um i i guess it's good for the riders it's it's not it's it's another way for people to be able to come professional and, and do what they love for a living um so i guess it, it's good for the industry it's good for for riders Mm, yeah and certainly from your perspective it's good for you know the photographers and the filmographers and yeah yeah because yeah. it gives you a platform i suppose to stick your stuff on to and you know you yeah. can do your you can do your film for maya and stuff and and you, you see where it leads so it's good so yeah. anybody looking to get into it is they definitely have to be proactive and do things on their own even if they're not going to get paid for them yeah for sure it's not it's not all about the the money and, and getting paid but if, if it's it's a good way for some athletes to get paid yeah cool let's chat a wee bit about equipment then jacob just for people okay. that are keen and keen to get into it um and um see what what kind of outlay they need to be spending or, or stuff like that so what would you say or what equipment do you use at the minute then um so i was i filmed that that film i have a canon 7d mark ii um which is like a, a medium sort of sort of mid-range um, DSLR um, photo and video camera. Um, and then I had a, a Canon 50mm 1.8 lens, which is, is sort of a cheap uh, 50 quid on, 50 quid second-hand lens, which is extremely cheap for a lens. Um, it's not the, the greatest lens in the world, but it does the job. And then I had a, a Canon 18 to 135, which is sort of, uh, the kit lens you'd get with a camera if you just bought a camera and a, and a lens together that sort of mm-hmm. oh, it's like a zoom it, a zoom lens that is um and then i oh that's basically the camera gear and then i had a um a video micro um by a, a company called road uh, for the sound um which is the same thing i recorded the the interview with um i plugged that into a little zoom h1 recorder um, and then I shot most of it with just a monopod to hold the camera up. So that's like a, a one-legged tripod, um, which just gives you that slightly extra stable. And some of it was filmed with a, with a full tripod. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so not a massive amount of equipment. So no, not to at all. Up, total all that up roughly, what would the kind of outlay be as far as cost goes on that? Um, so probably lens probably one of them is 50 quid one of them's 150 quid so that's 200 quid then the camera is probably a 900 pound camera um but you can for sure get a, a cheaper one that that lens that's 50 quid is is great you can do so much with that and you get that, that nice shallow depth of field with it for for such a cheap price so what we were, that's about 1100 quid and then the the microphone's about another 50 quid um the monopod, I don't know, probably another fifty quid plus a. I got a, a little like pan and tilt head on on eBay for it. Mm-hmm. So that's probably twelve hundred quid um, for all that stuff, I guess. Yeah, so um, it's it's not a massive outlay if you want. It's not ridiculous, no. And you could, and the most of that expense is in the camera, and you could for sure get a a, a much cheaper video camera than that. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you if you buy them secondhand, just is, is where all I get all my stuff. Yeah, cool. And uh, what about your GoPro? Do you still use that for filming? Uh, I don't use it so much. No, it's quite quite old now. It doesn't 
give so much of the image quality. I sort of use it for some uh, some small bits and pieces sometimes on on my YouTube, but nothing nothing really major. Um, might might have to get under myself, find an excuse to get myself one of the new ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, what do you think of all the drone filming and stuff that's going on? Some of that technology is amazing. Oh, I think the drone stuff's great. Um, I think well, I'm a I'm qualified in the in the UK to fly drones commercially, um, but uh, I think I think well, when it's overused drone stuff, it's it's it's. You can have videos. There's far too much drone stuff, but I think they're they're amazing what they can do and stuff. If you you watch the Audi Nines competition, um, the dirt jump freestyle sort of mm. a slope style sort of thing, was it something like that? Um, and they had those like first person view drones with the, the GoPros on them. They were flying them along the course. I don't know if you've seen that uh, or some people have seen that, but that they had, that was an amazing way of showing the event and showing the rides. And the, and the tricks that the riders were doing, yeah, which is pretty great. Yeah, some of the drone, some of the drone stuff's amazing. It, it really is, and it really has changed photography and filmography. I think in action sports, to be honest. Um, and you know, I actually seen talking about kayak, and I actually seen one where a guy, he walked out. To, his kayak was on the shore on, on some river. He walked out. He had the drone in his hand, and he just threw the drone into the. Yeah, river. yeah, I've seen that one. I've yeah, seen that. yeah, I think it was, it was on Kickstarter, I think, but I, I think unfortunately it failed. Oh no! Uh, it's not coming out, unfortunately. But yeah, it does look cool. He sort of throws it in the river, doesn't he? And it takes off. Yeah, and then just follows him down the river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. But the stuff's getting amazing. It really is. Yeah. Um, and I remember back in the day when, you know, some of the, when I was a big surfer, still am, but yeah. um, they were filming surfing from above and you could see the surfer riding the wave from above, but you could see right through the water and you could see the reef and yeah. it was just so, so different. But all that was done from helicopter. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so you've seen it once or maybe twice a season, but now you see it whenever you watch a comp, it's there all the mm. time because the drone yeah. is just constantly over the top of them. Yeah, it's just so much cheaper and and easier and more efficient. Yeah, like I can't wait to see some of the new snowboard footage of guys going down the side of cliffs with these. Oh dudes. yeah, oh, that's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, good stuff. So, as far as everything goes and and the filmography thing and all, if somebody's wanting to get into it, if if they're interested in getting into it, what advice would you give them, Jacob? Um, I guess. Just, just go with your mates. Make, make some films. Um, just shoot whatever. Um, fail a lot. Um, and 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 learn. Go on YouTube and, and search how to how to film better, how to get the, the better footage and composition and, and storytelling and stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't even feel like an expert. But <laughs> I, yeah, just. Just go and and make lots of mistakes, I guess. Um, which yeah. is something I need to do as well. Um, make mistakes and and then learn new techniques from YouTube. I find. Yeah, and I think you know if there's if there's one problem with cameras being cheaper and GoPros being everywhere and everybody kind of thinks it's easy 
and that everybody's yeah. a videographer but there's a lot more to it than that you have to learn a lot of technique and the light yeah, obviously sure. plays a big part and so it's just not as easy as pointing and shooting you know everybody thinks not at all. a professional photographer <laughs> yeah even even just like a podcast like this it's not it's not just about recording a conversation you've got to you've got to construct that like like if you couldn't ask the questions very well then it wouldn't flow and it wouldn't it wouldn't sound as good but because you can do it it works and it and it's and it's not just a recording of, of two people talking yeah there's a lot of anything anything you see online yeah. there's a lot of work goes behind the scenes that you don't see yeah 100 you know, percent. and it's like an anything it's like athletes mountain bikers anything that you know when you see them riding down a trail that's only a small small percentage yeah. of what they do to get to that level you don't see the gym work you don't not see at the, all the diets you don't see the hard times the stresses the working on the bikes you don't see any of that so it takes time yeah 100 percent. yeah so feels a good way to do it feel a lot and then you learn For a sure. lot. <laughs> yeah uh, so, Jake, before I let you go, mate, and, and get on with the rest of your day there, yeah. have you anything cool planned in the future as far as uh, Mid Nowhere Productions go? Um, we've got some some films. I'm sort of planning on making some more films. Um, I think I might try making a film with this Trail Unknown guys that I mentioned earlier. Um, maybe uh, I'm going to make another kayaking film soon. Um and yeah, um, just more films, hopefully. More and more films, uh, as many as I can possibly make. Um, yeah, more photos. Just just need to force, force myself to get out there and plan more films and, and take more photos, really. Yeah, and does that kind of thing get more difficult over the winter? Um, yeah, I don't think so, not really. It's all, it's, it's, it's just as difficult whenever, really. It's, it's mostly in, in your head that, you come up with excuses or you you just you're just not getting on with it and i think you can get on with it any time of year really um mm-hmm. it can with some sports but not so much i think i think you can find something to do anytime yeah it's got to and, actually think about it yeah and do you think will you will you plan to go out and film any of the races or the enduros or anything like that that happens and the when the season starts again I would like to go and go and get some photos at some of these events um, and get get as many. Just I think they're really cool. Um, yeah, get photos at some of these enduros or or downhill championships and stuff. So I haven't haven't been to any of them before or or experienced them, and, and I'd love to go there and, and get photos. Yeah, no, it'd be a good good experience. I think you should maybe yeah. try and hook up with Maya and follow yeah, her. Yeah, for and sure. You know, that would be really cool. Follow her story through the season. Yeah, we make another film. Yeah, man, that would be rad. Um, so if you had anything that you would really love to film, like what's on your bucket list to film? Oh, um, I don't know, really. Um, I'd, so I'd you mo- film, film more in other countries, travel to film. Um, hmm. Yeah, just just meet more interesting people to to film and and connect with them and and tell their their stories and and find out more about them um, all around the around the world really. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know I love the we I love the films that you do get a bit of background about the person you know you you see them in 
uh, just their own local environment and you get yeah. a background and then, you know, it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I got, I got a lot of in, uh, inspiration for, for my films. There's there's a series on, on YouTube and, and Vimeo from Shimano called um, This Is Home. They follow a lot of, a bunch of, of their, their sponsored athletes, like, like some uh, like big ones like Brett Reader and, and so on. And just, they're like, it's about their home location, like where they live and, and the riding and the mountain biking they do in, in that spot. Um, and, and it's just, yeah, because they do all this traveling, these people, and it's just about their their home, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty great. And, and I think people should check them out because they're um, some of my favorites and where I get a lot of inspiration from. Yeah, that sounds good. I definitely will check that out for sure. Yeah, excellent. Well, is, uh, is there anything planned in the near future as far as mountain biking goes that um, you could tell us about? Um, I don't think there's anything planned, to be honest. Not not exactly. Um, just, yeah, nothing exactly. Just this, maybe making a film with, with the Trail Unknown guys. Um, yeah, nothing exactly planned uh, for me in, in filming mountain biking yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that would be good, and you have a good contact with them guys. It would be cool yeah. to keep, keep that going. Yes, for sure. Nice one. So, uh, Jacob, how can people best find out what you're doing and follow you on YouTube and stuff like that? Uh, best place is probably my website, which is uh, jacobmartin.co.uk. Um, and there's links to all my stuff from there. All right, cool. That's excellent. And I'll put um, I'll put your links on the show notes and stuff like that so people can get quick access to what you're doing there. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Well, sir, you're 19 years old. You've made a beautiful movie there with Maya and... Um, <laughs> I think stuff's going to be really good for you in the future, and I hope you can get more stuff with Aussie Gret and all them boys. That would be really yeah, cool. Yeah, I hope so. It would yeah, be great. Good stuff. Well, listen, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was great to chat to you and um, for initially reaching out and putting me in contact with Maya and stuff. It was cool, man. Yeah, no um, problem. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> no problem. Well, well, listen, good luck in the future. I hope everything goes well with you. I'll definitely be keeping an eye on what you're up to. Yeah, thank you. All right, bud. Have a good day. Okay, you too. Bye. That's a wrap for episode number 68, folks. I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you got some useful information from that episode. Jacob, I just want to say thanks, man, for coming on the show. I do appreciate you coming on and telling us your story, and um, I hope everything goes well for you in 2019, which is um, only a few days away. So I hope everything goes well and you uh, get on that mountain bike and get down them trails with them cameras and stuff, man, and I know you will do a good job of it and um, I know Maya and stuff uh, will be following what you get up to so good luck with that folks if you want to find out more about Jacob and what he's up to you can simply just visit the show notes at mtb-tribe.com you will find all links there to what Jacob is doing and his website and Facebook page and stuff like that and a link to the movie that he made with Maya so that is easy for you guys there to access so again just thanks for being here thanks for listening to the show thanks for downloading and thanks for getting involved you can do that a number of ways just simply visit mtb-tribe.com subscribe and get an email a week just letting you know who's coming on the show you can also get involved via the old social networks we are on instagram at mtb tribe and facebook at mtb tribe so folks thanks so much thanks for your reviews and for rating the show 
and thanks for just letting me be in your earballs for 2018. And here's to another good year of the MTV Tribe podcast for 2019. So I will speak to you next week for another episode of the MTV Tribe podcast. Enjoy your New Year celebrations, folks. Don't drink too much because you'll be out in the trails on the 1st of January.